This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Debbins On Demand. It's a drinking episode, which we haven't done before. Cheers. Cheers. Um, we decided to make a Mezcal Negronis and, uh, I ruined it. I ruined the first one and I, I'm going to take full responsibility. I tried to get too crafty. I've, I've seen too many bartenders do really cool stuff and I thought I, I thought I could fly and, uh, I can barely walk. So, you know, it basically what happened was, is that if you've had a normal Negroni, you know, it's gin, uh, vermouth and sweet. Uh, no. Sweet, sweet vermouth and uh, Campari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just swip, swapped out the gin and put in and mezcal, and that turned out okay. And then I was like, "Oh, but we have this this uh, juice left over from these picante, these sweet hot picante peppers." And I've seen guys and girls who are awesome bartenders um, pour a little like sauces in there. It's like, "Oh, I'll just pour a little bit of the syrup or whatever." I feel like it's usually a really intentional syrup. Like, it's not just, like, whatever sauce they have lying around, they throw in. Right, and the person usually has, like, a mustache or suspenders or something, and they just, they look like they know what they're doing. And uh, I put in a little bit, and at first, I thought it tasted, I couldn't really taste it at all, but, like, I just, like, a hint of it, just, like, the ghost of it. And I was like, ooh, but I want a little more. And then I I poured, like, a quarter of the jar in, and 
I thought I, I thought I had it in me to just continue drinking it. And the answer is I don't. So I just bailed on it, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, we can, we can admit when we've made mistakes. Yep. And I can feel very validated because I said it was a bad idea and it turns out I was right. And there is nothing I love more than being right. And yeah, no, I think even more than being right, you like telling people that you were right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely a sore loser and a sore winner. And I love gloating. Can I just say, can we talk about the sore winner thing? Can we have like a little podcast intervention here? <laughs> we, so we will play chess from time to time. This is something we picked up over the winter because we weren't going out cold, whatever. And Ariel had never won prior to like a week ago, two, yeah. two weeks ago. I had always won. Not because you're bad at chess. It's because like I had just been playing for a lot longer. It also turns out the Queen Gambit lied and just like lying <laughs> on the floor, staring at the ceiling doesn't make you better at chess. But you weren't taking drugs. That's the I thing. wasn't. That was the problem. She was taking she, drugs. Yeah. Uh, in, in the, the show there. Um, so you finally won. And after you won, you went around the house singing. We are the champions. Yep. You would not stop. Uh, it was like I say it was kind of rough. I didn't really want to play with you anymore. Didn't really want to play. <laughs> you're, you're, you are the definition of a, a sore. Uh, you're just sore. <laughs> just a sore. You're just sore. Oh. You are a sore. That's not very nice. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> and then I thought you were going to be better. You actually won the next time too. And yeah. you still were like, ha! Yep. Yep. We absolutely. Have, we haven't played since. Have you noticed that? I, I have. I have. But I think it's, I'd like to think it's just because we've been busy doing other things and it's been nice out. You can think whatever you want. <sighs> if you had to choose between coffee and alcohol you can only have one the rest of your life which are you choosing i would choose coffee i would choose coffee too but this is a new development for me yeah that's actually surprising yeah and i i I had this thought the other day i think you can tell when you've crossed over from like like pre-adulthood to like you're actually like you're like a working adult and it's when you get more excited about coffee than than alcohol I find myself every morning, like even like I'll go to bed and I'm like, oh, I just can't wait to wake up and have that coffee. And I don't feel that way about beer anymore. That's good because that probably means you're not an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't think I was ever an alcoholic. But caffeine is an addiction. It really, it really is though. I don't think I can live without it at this yeah. point, which is sad because a year ago I wasn't drinking coffee every day. So I had to cut out coffee, I don't know, a while ago now. Um, I just couldn't do any caffeine and... I realized it just like I started drinking decaf coffee or like hot, like herbal tea in the morning or something. Mm -hmm. Cause there's just something for me about the ritual of like, you get up, mm -hmm. you have a cup of coffee, it starts your day. Yes. And I do think like, that's why, like, it's not even the addiction thing. I could probably like cut caffeine again if I really needed to, cause I've done it before. Sure. But my day doesn't feel like it starts until I have that warm beverage. Mm -hmm. And I also would like to think I'm not an alcoholic, even though it is a drinking cheers. episode. Cheers once again, baby. But like it's way more an fun evening drinking. for me is not marked by when I have that drink. I have had or I have seen you on many occasions just drink like a cup of hot water. Mm -hmm. You really do like that ritual. I really do. And I'll drink hot coffee. My first cup of coffee every morning has to be hot, no matter how hot it is outside. Mm -hmm. But then I'll drink iced coffee like later in the day. Right. I'm not a, a mental health professional. I don't know if you're aware of that. Like by any, I mean, I've been to therapy enough to maybe, you know, be one. Uh, no, but I found that like my mood overall, 
like coffee has almost been like a very mild antidepressant for me where like prior to drinking coffee daily, I would find myself with, especially in the afternoon when that like slump hits, like my, my energy level would go down and I would just feel more bouts of, of like, of sadness. And this isn't usually, this usually isn't one of those podcasts where we like really get like heavy, but like, you know, just like mild sadness. And that doesn't happen nearly as much since having coffee every single day. Yeah. The flip side though, for me, I'm very, I'm a very anxious person. Mm-hmm. And coffee actually, or caffeine in general, definitely exacerbates anxiety. Because of the dosage, so right? Maybe if I cut out caffeine, I'd feel less, you know, jittery sometimes in the morning, and my tremor would be better, mm. and my heart rate would be lower. But I still like the comfort of it, and well, we're not going to read into that too much. You know that I cut out caffeine like forever for a while. Yeah, I wasn't drinking caffeine at all for the reason you just said. But I think it's important to know, like like the dosage like i have like just like a cup mm-hmm. and that's all i need does it make me anxious also also too like when i cut out caffeine i was drinking like red bull for breakfast at the cool. time yeah. this was like in high school that i was doing that and then i continued stuff like that into college and then when i was like 23 i was like i gotta stop and then i didn't drink coffee again until i was like 29 28 yeah. something like that you know like almost two years ago i definitely cut down i mean god in college i was probably drinking five six cups of coffee a day and what? diet coke like constantly coke Diet Coke. Diet God, Coke. We're talking about stimulants. You can't just say, and I had Coke. <laughs> diet Coke. Lots of Diet Coke. Um, but uh, now I, I don't drink coffee past noon because then I don't sleep well. I think that's smart. So I saw something weird the other day. I was with you. If, I, if you're about to talk about what I think you're going to talk about. Yes. Yes. But the listeners weren't with us. So go ahead. So yeah, we saw something weird the other day. We were driving down um, a suburban two-lane street, like not a not a busy street, but not like in a neighborhood. If you live in the, Ro- the Rochester area, we were in Brighton. We were on Edgewood, yeah. And um, on the sidewalk, we see this guy running while juggling. He was nuts. Yeah, and nuts. like, and he was making a pretty good clip. Like nuts. I I have some questions about like. If he was looking out for oncoming, you know, like people with strollers and dogs, Mm -hmm. he was paying attention to the fact, I know those sidewalks really well. Like they're very uneven. Like, was he watching his step? What happens if he drops the ball into the oncoming traffic? But he seemed to like, this didn't seem like his first rodeo. No, 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 no. This guy had all of the experience with the juggling and jogging. Let's take all the safety stuff out of this for a second, which it it is incredibly dangerous on a, on a busy road like that just the the actual talent that has to go into like coordinating first of all juggling's hard as yeah. it is add running in the mix how are you doing that who are you and also why like that's 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 my next question right is it that he didn't have enough time and he was like oh i need to practice for juggling and i also need to go for a run and i'm just gonna like do them both the same because i get that i practice mean just juggling was he in the circus is this a thing i don't know but but you know i'm big multitasker like the amount sure. of times that i've sure. like Taking work calls on the treadmill, like we, we do this constantly. But yeah, he I mean, is, maybe he's in. Maybe he's in the circus. Maybe are there professional jugglers outside of the circus? Is this a maybe a niche thing for birthday parties? What I'm wondering though is, is this like a a special type of of workout? Because you, so you're you're big in, into working out. Yes, I like it. You love it. Yes. Are you aware of people doing things like bizarre workouts? Yeah, like this? there's definitely weird workouts out there. This one is one I haven't seen before, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but something that got really big, like I think pretty much like 2018, 2019. So it didn't take off very 
hugely. Okay. Um, because you know something happened in 2020 that closed gyms. I am not aware. But uh, trampoline workouts became like a really big thing. So there's like these mini what? trampolines, and then you do like an entire workout class on the trampoline. Apparently, they were really like hard and fun. I never did one. Okay. Um, but that's the thing. And How, the, what? I, I guess I'm just a little confused. I'm trying to like visualize. What do you just like? Are you jumping, doing a lot of jumping and like you're doing a crunch in the air and then like going back down? <laughs> I like you're doing a crunch in the air. Again, I didn't do one, but like you basically each have like a miniature trampoline. Okay. Oh, individual, individual not, not a group thing. No, that sounds so dangerous, but I know, also so very that, fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, individual trampolines and then it was more like a cardio workout, but like on oh. the trampoline. So like Zumba meets trampolining kind of. Okay. Um, the other one that has become really popular that I think like in theory is strange is aerial yoga. So like you get tied up in aerial silks and then what is that? It's like when you're tied up in a little like silk hammock essentially that hangs from the ceiling and then you're taking a yoga class while dangling hammock. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds comfortable. It also feels very circusy or looks very circusy. That just sounds comfortable. It sounds soothing to be just like dangling. It sounds silk. awful to me, but really I don't like heights. That's true. Okay, but, so that that's that's and that's definitely something. If you saw someone out in the wild practicing, you'd be like, <laughs> "What?" I wonder, you know, as we're talking about this, something else that you and I have seen out in the wild uh, that maybe was a workout thing. We saw people. We were at uh, Cobb's Hill Park, uh, which is a park here in Rochester, and there were people in the trees. Yeah, at, uh, like tr- they were like balleting. Like, well, they they had like the ropes and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And I'm not talking like a tree that's like 20 feet. I'm talking like a 50 footer. They were up there. We saw the ropes as we were walking yeah. to go to the tennis courts and they were just up there like spelunking. That's not the right word. No. Uh, that's in a cave, right? Yeah. Uh, but still, and it was, is that legal? Can you just climb anything? I mean, I think it is legal, but it also begged similar questions for me of like, why, what are you training for? And if you're training for like a big rock climbing adventure, is this really the best place to be practicing? Because I don't feel like it mirrors. Well, if you live near the park, it's probably cheap. I mean, if it, you know, if it's that, just that tree was no bigger than the tree someone has at their own house. That tree felt big. Did you it? think? I don't know. I don't know. This this tree felt like like you need equipment to climb it. Maybe they just run, wanted to climb a really tall tree. What happens if you fall out of that tree though? Like, I don't know. I guess the. They can't sue the city because the city never told them they could do that. Wow. It's just the, the ways you can work out nowadays are just vast. Yeah. Do you want to try jogging while juggling? I don't, can't even juggle standing still. I can't even juggle either. Yeah. So I no, but thank you. I appreciate the offer. Um, yeah. I'm, so switching gears a little bit here. Um, I have discovered there, there's many ways I think to get people to leave you alone mm-hmm. in public without being rude. I mean, like, of course, you can just say, hey, leave me alone. But, like, nobody wants to be that person because you're trying to be nice. You just need to get your work done. At work, I have been putting headphones in, even though there's no sound. And it works like a charm. People, like, I see people, like, kind of walk by. They're going to stop and they're going to say something, like, about their kids or some fishing trip that, like, I don't have the time for. And they see that I have uh, the headphones in and they just keep walking. It's working like a truck. I'm getting so much more work done. Yeah, the fake headphones trick is is an oldie but a goodie. We love it. Do you have do you have any like tricks? Yeah, well, definitely the headphones thing. So I hate talking to Uber drivers, and I know that that's probably an unpopular opinion because No, I don't like, think it is. 
I don't know. I think I hear mixed reviews. Like sometimes I see them, people are like, but they're taking you in their car. You should chat with them. They're just lonely people who want to talk. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Why aren't you paying them? Isn't that the transaction? That's how I feel about it. So I always have my headphones in, even if I'm not on the phone or not listening to music. Um, So the headphones thing for sure. I also keep my sunglasses on, like pretty much no matter the time of day or what it's doing outside, because I just think that makes me look extremely unapproachable. You probably look hungover. Yeah. And I'm always like on my phone, like aimlessly scrolling or like Uh looking like I'm doing something. And it usually works. I've also, I, so I fly a lot Mm -hmm. and I really, really hate when people talk to me. Well, it really in any Uh. form of transit. I, I really agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me. I'd like to think of myself as, like, overall, if you were to compare you and me on, like, the talking to strangers scale, like, I'm the type of person that, like, I, I don't I don't love talking to Uber drivers, um, fo- like, a forced conversation, but, like, I love to be like, hey, how are you? Thanks for the ride, you know? And, like, on the street, uh, I will, like, say hi to neighbors and stuff like that. But when it comes to planes... I really don't want to talk to you and it's, it's not you. Uh, I'm not talking about you, Ariel. I'm talking about like, you know, no, the, I don't the, really want to talk to even you on a plane, <laughs> like the Royal you. And part of it is that it like, I just can't risk being stuck in that conversation for like two, three, yeah. four hours. I don't understand anyone who's like, Oh my God, I met someone on a plane and blah. blah. I'm like, <sighs> you let them talk to you. You just can't get away. And that's, that's what this is. And this is why I don't like talking to Uber drivers as much. You of course, way more don't, but like when you can't get away from the conversation, I don't really want to even start it. Yeah. Yeah. But so my plane hack, mm-hmm. um, which has gotten more and more aggressive over the years. And I think the masks help. So like, I'm still flying with masks on Okay. in part because I used to always get sick on planes and in part because it's just like, I think really like, sends the signal of like, please don't talk to me. I agree. I'm not interested. But I think my best plane look was I had a mask on. I had my headphones on. I was wearing a baseball cap kind of like pulled low. Okay. Um, And that really was like a, there was a vibe because only like this part of my face was exposed. Like amazing. It was, it was good. The less of you that's exposed, the better. Oh, absolutely. For having people not approach you. Yeah. It's a phenomenal thing. I was sending very strong do not come within like a 10 foot radius of me vibe on the, on the planes. You've seen this. I will, I have this, it's not quite a neck pillow. It's like a neck wrap, but it's like, it's used as yeah. a neck pillow. It's, it, it looks like a neck brace. It looks like I've been in like a horrible car accident. Um, and it just like wraps around like a scarf, uh, but it holds your head up. So I'll put that on and then I'll keep the mask on, uh, still. And then I put the eye shades on too. So all you can really see is like the, my forehead. If I'm wearing a hat, and uh, it really, that really has been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. You have to like, like dig into me. Like you have to like pull layers off to actually chat with me on a plane. Yeah, but that's like good for a sleeping plane. It doesn't work if you're trying to do something else. Oh, if you're trying to get work done. Yeah. That makes sense. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Yeah, but it is a really, that's a good vibe. So I think we mentioned a couple episodes ago that there are suddenly a lot of babies in our lives. They came out of nowhere. Well, that's not well, really true. That, yeah. But it feels like everyone's <laughs> pregnant now. They got dropped off by some storks and here <laughs> they are. Just kidding. We know we know where babies come from. Uh-huh. Um, but lots of babies in our lives all of a sudden. Um, and a very common topic of conversation has been what we call grandparents there's so many options yeah i mean like grandma and grandpa are classics of course but there's a what like there's like nana papa yeah i had mom and papa mom and papa yeah yeah i believe is greek yeah uh i know my i I know my mother called her grandparents uh bopshi which is polish for grandma i'm not sure what the grandpa is mima is a mima is a thing um, are we missing any of like the classic go-tos? I don't know. I mean, I had a Bubby and Zadie, which is like... Bubby's that is it like a Jewish? Yeah. There's so, so many options, but it becomes but, a thing where people try and figure it out. Like, and like, like they choose. try to pick it for themselves, even though realistically like that baby's going to be born and whenever they start talking, probably just like come up with something on their own. Um, but so... Well, so my, so my brother and his wife are having a baby and so it's a it's a topic of conversation now with my parents my parents are like first time grandparents and so we've been we were asking them have they thought about this and they seemed like they hadn't they were like oh there are options and i think they're just gonna go by grandma and grandpa um i think they didn't seem to like our suggestions though we 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 had a lot i think there's you can get some good ones in there so my favorite was moppy and poppy i love moppy and poppy pop and mop your mom really hated that yeah um i suggested my dad go by pappy van winkle uh which is the name of a really good whiskey that i've never had he also didn't think that was a good idea um you have a friend who has a child and her father goes actually by my favorite he goes by lloyd uh is his name. That'd be yep. weird if it wasn't. If, that'd be actually amazing if he just went by Lloyd and he wasn't Lloyd. But that, that's a name that just feels grandpa-y as it is. Well, that's what he said. Right. He was like, I'm just going to go by Lloyd. It sounds like a great grandpa name. You've been trying to figure out too, because you and I are going to, I'm going to be an uncle. You're going to be an aunt. Yeah. You've been trying to figure out um, your title, because there's more like options for aunt. Yeah. It could be aunt. Yeah. Be, what's the other one? Auntie. Auntie. Well, I, so... My my friend who has a, a kid, they live in Australia, and so everyone's an auntie. Oh, no. Sorry. I just, um, <laughs> I just knocked the table. <laughs> this is what happens when we have a drinking episode. I tried taking off my socks because I'm getting hot, and uh, I just almost like knocked over all of our drinks. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, yeah. So basically, in Australia, everyone's an auntie um, or auntie or something that probably sounds a lot better than that long A sound sounds with my Rochester accent. Aunt R. Aunt. Yeah. Well, I don't like aunt, but, um, and I said, I was like, I kind of like auntie R. Yeah. Um, Ariel is really hard for kids to say. My sister could never say it. It was like, ah, we mm-hmm. So I was like, I think R is really good. That's how I got the nickname R. That's what my family calls me. 
But then I told I told you that I was going to go by Auntie R, and you were like, "Oh, well, that's what we called my great grandmother." So like, you're really aging yourself. Well, no, it was it was my great aunt. Um, oh yeah, that's what I meant. It was my so she It'd was be weird if that's what you called your great grandmother. Yeah, right. There's some family secrets there. Like we called my grandmother Aunt. Uh, we don't really know who she was. Uh, no, my my uh, Auntie Martha was one of my yeah. uh, my great aunts. So my, my image of an auntie is just older because because of that. Um, so. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever met an auntie that's that's uh, under the age of sixty? I mean, I don't know a lot of aunties, but I really don't like Aunt R. You could because then it just sounds like you're saying Antarctica, but you didn't finish it. <laughs> Here's why I think you could bring back auntie for the young generation is because all like now it's like all the old names are baby names again. Like we have mm. a so like a, a friend of ours, different friend. Um, their son's name is Marvin, which I haven't heard. Like that, that's like a recycle. Like that yeah. was an, an older generation and now it's come back. It's popular, that style of name. So why not make Auntie a thing? And Meemaw. And Meemaw. I want Meemaw and Peepaw. That's what I've wanted <laughs> for a very long time. We suggested that they were not into no. that. No, because Meemaw to me really sounds like someone really old and a little off their rocker. But maybe that's just because there was a woman in my old building whose license plate said Meemaw. She and- wasn't really that old, but she definitely seemed off her rocker. I was a big fan of her. Yeah. I think everybody has, wherever they live, especially if you live in a building, there's like a cast of characters mm. that you might not even know, but like you make backstories for them in your mind. Mima, when you lived in that building, was like a common character in our mind. The other one. Yeah, was Cigar Guy, who was right. always smoking a cigar and had just a fleet of really expensive cars yes. that he didn't even pay for garage parking for. He just like left them in the parking lot. Did not care. He was he was a vibe. He, we never spoke once, but he was a vibe. Him and I said sup once or something like that yeah. um, while he was smoking a cigar as I was leaving that apartment. To paint a picture for the listeners, he was, would you place him maybe like early 60s late 50s around there i would put him older i think older i think so he had gray hair but long full head of hair but long and flowy usually wore like nice jackets smoked at least one cigar a day i think more and i'm you think more and i i like to think that him and me ma were a couple yeah they definitely weren't because we saw them with other you know plus ones throughout the year but true I also really wish that they were a couple. But this is why I we haven't suggested this to my parents. I'd like to suggest to them Mima and Cigar Guy as yeah. their grandparent names. That, that's great, especially because your dad does not smoke cigars. And he that won't be confusing at all is, to the child. <laughs> well, okay. So my grandparents, this is another route you can go. You mentioned that it's whatever the kid calls them. Yeah. We did go the grandma and grandpa route. But it was, we made up names to go with it. So we didn't do like Grandma Debbins, which is my last name. It was Grandma and Grandpa Smokey and Grandma and Grandpa Ishkabibble. And where that came from was Ishkabibble was just something my grandma would say. She, she would call me her little Ishkabibble and my brother, her little Ishkabibble as well. So she became Grandma Ishkabibble. And then my other grandparents, they had a dog named Smokey and also my grandpa smoked or still smokes. He's alive. Um, so they became grandma, grandpa, Smokey. So what I'm getting at here is that I think you can really do the floor is yours. Grandparents have fun, be creative, but at the same time, the kids are just going to do what they want anyways. Right? Yeah. And then that's probably just how it's going to be for the rest of their lives. Probably. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, and I want you to be perfectly honest with me. Okay. Okay. When you view our wedding, do you see it more as your thing than mine? If you, by the way, we didn't mention this earlier, uh, Ariel and I, we are getting married. 
do you see it more as your wedding than mine? I wouldn't say like more as my wedding than yours. Like it takes two to tango, as they say. But I mean, like, no, the answer is no. It's <laughs> no, no, keep going, keep going. I want to see you incriminate yourself and then back your way out. I just feel like when it comes to you know, someone always needs to have the final say when it comes to making decisions. Ah, right. Uh huh. So you know. The, you don't think we can make decisions together? Isn't no, that, we can. We can. The reason I bring this up, uh, it's not just to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it, so you consistently refer to our wedding as my wedding. Well, you and I will be together. We'll be talking to like your parents, mm-hmm. my parents, or, or a friend or someone, and you'll say, "Well, for my wedding, I think you know this is what we're going to do, or whatever, whatever, whatever." Uh, and I've also asked them, and that's always like, by the way, that's always like, I, I, I will poke fun at you and be like, oh, am I involved? You know, and you've gotten a little bit better at it. It's our wedding. Yes. You're invited. Um, but I've asked some buddies of mine, male friends, and they had the same experience where their fiance uh, would call it my wedding. And my question for you is, like, do you actually want our help with any of this? Yeah. You do? Or do yeah, you actually? I do. You do. I do. You do. I do. I let you pick the DJ, and I didn't. I didn't get involved at all. I love how you're like. Well, I give you this one bone. Yeah, I chew. had one request, and that was it. You're sure. You're sure that's not just all for show, though. Yes. They, like, yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> Have you ever read someone's diary? No. Before that's good because I have one. So yeah. Well, you actually have read actually, mine, technically. I've read parts of yours that you've shared with me. Just to help you catch up on your diary, to, to qualify, I guess. The reason I asked... <laughs> sounds so weird. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> to add more context for people listening, so we both, both of us, keep uh, one of those, like, couple lines a day journals. So it's not like I'm writing, like, you know, feverishly every Dear single day. Dear diary. Dear diary. Um, it's like five lines a day. And I keep up with it religiously. Ariel will wait to do it for a while and then have to catch up, which I don't know how you do that. Me either. And you use mine sometimes as context because whatever. A new poll found that 15% of 15% of people on this poll admitted they have read someone else's diary or journal without permission. I don't understand why anybody would even want to do that. And I guess you can't answer because you haven't done this. Um, because even if you found something juicy, you can never say anything to the person yeah, without admitting fault. I think, so I'm not a parent, obviously, but- I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, I know. Surprise. Um, but I feel like something that I've definitely like heard of as being more common, and mom, if you're listening, you've never admitted to it, but I really wonder if you read my diaries, is I feel like parents will snoop and like read their teenagers' diaries to like find out what they're up to. What? I really think it's a thing. You see it on TV all the time. It's a thing that I've heard from like other friends of like their them like finding out that their parents had done that. Like I feel like it's a thing. How sorry, keep going. Um, so I would be curious to know how many people on that survey like I'd like to Our know parents? the relation or like just in general. Like I'd love to know the relationship between the person whose diary you're reading. How like, are you reading someone's diary to find out if like they're cheating on you? Yeah. And like are they writing that down? Are you reading someone's diary because like yeah, you're a concerned mom and you want to know what your like sulky teenager is up to. Um, I don't know. Or are you just like being a little snoop? 
Well, what I'm wondering is, you said the people you know who parents have read their diaries. How did they find that out? Like, did the I parent think, did the parent admit to it? Yeah, because I think like sometimes they'd find things that were like concerning, which was clearly the reason they were snooping. So then it was like, okay, well, you're getting in trouble for like underage drinking and like so they had all of this stuff. They had like probable so like, cause. So it's like, well, I don't know about that, but at that point, it's like, well, what leg then does the kid like? You know what I mean? Then the kid's like, oh my god, but you read my diary, and the mom's like, yeah, well, I had to because I had to make sure you were safe. I'm still like not in the camp of the parents. I think that's like really messed up. Right. But I know it happens because I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at with the, with the whole like probable cause thing is if the, if the child is or teenager or whatever is clearly like going out and drinking, like it's, it's the, the signs are there and something's wrong. They're like, you know, up to bad stuff. And you're like, okay, I just, I need validation. There's a case for that. But if you were just like, if you didn't have any suspicion, you were just like curious, like, hey, is my is my child really good at hiding things from me? Yeah. Because I have no I have no reason to believe that they go out drinking and then you just happen to find it. I think you look like a bad parent. Oh, I agree. I, I actually no think boundaries. The, potentially the more like modern version of this is like parents going through their kids phones for like similar reasons, which I still like don't think they should do. But like also is very much a thing that happens. There was that whole movie about it. There was? Yeah, it was really funny. And I can't remember the name of it. It was like some emojis and it was definitely an inappropriate name. And it was a, that's a horrible story because I can't remember the name of it. But it was really funny. <laughs> uh, interesting. I think if you suspect that somebody's looking through your diary, you should put out a decoy diary with misinformation to mess with them. <laughs> like, let's say like your sister was, um, was going through your, your diary and you knew I would, I would put one out that said like, like mom's going to send my sister to boarding school and next week. And she's never going to see it coming and just see like, if your sister starts like, you know, acting weird and like sweating a lot, you know, uh, that would bring me a lot of joy. Yeah. It feels like a lot of effort. Um, but I'm not, I, I see where you're coming from. I see the merit. It's fair. Uh, we're going to end with a random fact like we always do on Devin's On Demand. Uh, this is a weird one. In 2010, when officials in Tokyo, Japan, wanted to congratulate the oldest man in the city on his 111th birthday, they went to the guy's house because they were like, hey, you know, this is 111. It's crazy. We want to say congrats. Uh, they didn't find him. They found a skeleton in his bed, he apparently died 30 years prior and the family was taking the pension money he was still receiving. That's quite a con. That house must have smelled terrible. Oh, yeah. There, there's not enough like Bath and Body Works candles in the world to cover up the smell of a 30-year-old dead body. Also, if you're going to cheat the system, do they really need to keep the body? Like, can't you just dump that and be like, hey, he lives here. Yeah. Put up like a bunch of pillows in the it's bed. It's very um, like Psycho. Have you seen Psycho? Um, the movie? Oh, the Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Well, basically like, I'm going to ruin this for anyone listening that hasn't Spoiler, seen it. Spoiler, the movie came Spoiler. out in 1960. Spoiler. But like the whole time it. you think that the guy's mom is alive because he's like talking about her okay. all the time. And then it like, I mean, I don't know if it's quite at the end, but at some point they like go up to the attic and like you keep, you'd seen the back of her at previous points in the movie and she's like mm -hmm. looking out the window and then it pans on her face and she's a skeleton. She's been dead the whole time. Yeah, I hated that movie with every fiber of my being. 
But uh, I have like a personal story uh, with something like this, but I'm going to save it for another time. Um, weirdly, <laughs> I don't love where that's going, but um, it's not a personal stay story. Tuned. It's a story that I heard <laughs> from like my parents, my my mother's neighborhood growing up. I got to clear the story with her before I say it. Uh, where they had a, a similar situation. Anyways, uh, another Debbins on demand for you here next week, uh, Thursday afternoon, evening. It'll be posted. We're doing these weeklies now. And uh, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. And have a great weekend. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.